0: Welcome back to the variant cast. We got obviously some big news coming out of Hollywood this week as Jonathan majors uh, is found guilty of the verdict. Uh, We're going to be getting into that as well as uh, what's next for the Avengers and the MCU Uh, talking about a bit of Aquaman as that just came out and rebel moon, the Zack Snyder project that he went to after the DCEU as well as uh, going over some of the, our predictions for which movies were going to be bad and which movies were going to be good this month, seeing if we were right, uh, and then we're going to talk about what we've been watching and all the other news going on in Hollywood right now. But uh, let's just get into the biggest piece of news, which is the Jonathan Major stuff. Uh, Trent, why you take yeah. us away there?
1: Yeah, so uh, back in March, I believe, it was uh, like brought brought to the attention that uh there was a uh sexual assault case against uh or a reckless assault case against jonathan majors uh against one of his uh ex-girlfriends and it's kind of been an ongoing issue for the past few months uh wondering like what's happening with that uh was was he actually guilty was he not uh what is marvel gonna what is marvel going to do if if that does happen let alone all all other like studios i feel like all of hollywood in general is is roped into this but um yeah yeah just see how how they respond uh especially after there was kind of something similar that happened to a different a different actor that was handled a lot differently you know i'm obviously talking about ezra miller uh he was uh, his case was handled a lot differently but uh, yeah, let's just jump into this Jonathan Majors stuff. What do you think yeah. about Ty?
0: I mean, it, it's interesting, right? Because we've, we've known about this for a while, and it, it got to the point of knowing about it where people started to move on when Loki came out. Um, yeah. Because th- that's always how these things work on the internet. It's immediate outrage, and then uh, as time goes by, more and more people care less, and that's just how it is. Uh, and especially if they're just still in like Hollywood projects. How am I supposed to assume that this person's a bad person when they're being cast uh, and paid a lot of money? Uh, Yeah. And a lot of that is just due to the fact that it's Marvel, and they filmed it before all of this came out. Uh, It's not really something they could have gone back and changed, but I think they it almost feels knowing um, how they ended Loki. Because they ended Loki in a very good spot to remedy this. And we'll get yeah. into more of the impact of the MCU and what the Phase like, 5 onward uh, outlook now is as we kind of get more into that. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: just the the human aspect of it, I mean, it, it's hard to believe after he, he broke up that totally real fight that was like <laughs> yeah. real great Samaritan he was. Uh, and you don't really see stuff like this where you have a guy who was in Creed three, one of the biggest action movies of the year, as well as <laughs> Quantum Mania and Loki. You don't see someone own a year quite like this and have their career ended in the same year, and rightfully so, as he was found guilty. It's just what yeah. a whirlwind of a career Jonathan Majors had.
1: Yeah. And, uh, really yeah just really crazy uh timing on all of it and like you said he had a massive year i think he's been in like uh he was in a movie last year too but uh he's got to be like in like three like three or so big movies with loki being a tv show uh a, a huge, huge tv show. show yeah yeah um but uh yeah pretty pretty crazy that uh that all this went down and um it's not it's not crazy that he's guilty i mean my uh my uh my condolences and heart goes out to the family that that was uh that was involved but uh yeah pretty pretty crazy
0: yeah i think i mean uh, there's tons of news sites covering uh this but obviously if you are coming to this show you're not coming for uh, legal breakdowns and <laughs> yeah. uh, morality as uh, we're here to talk about entertainment and the entertainment side of things is the biggest media franchise in the world is having their biggest recast ever yeah uh, obviously there was Terrence Howard early on but that was so early on in the franchise that uh, there's a lot of people that you'll show those movies and they're like who's that oh that that's that's Roddy." oh
1: yeah and that like this would almost be like having to recast Thanos like after he showed up in like after he showed up in Guardians almost, but,
0: but yeah, worse because Thanos was mainly CGI. I obviously, he looks yeah. like Brolin, but you could he didn't necessarily look like Brolin during the after credit scenes of those, mm-hmm. it, he really did once he got to like uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, but yeah, something of this magnitude, I don't think has ever happened in any media because you don't make movies like this normally. No yeah. one makes movies like this. The closest example, you hit the nail on the head earlier, is Ezra Miller, where they had to promote a flash movie with him doing everything he was doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. like headlines almost every every weekend it seemed like with Ezra Miller and then them like just doing reshoots while that's happening and then having to do press with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just, just a whole ordeal.
0: That one was an absolute disaster. Uh, but this one spans movies. Uh, the flash movie was just that it was meant to almost reboot or just kind of end the franchise, even though I thought it was meant to do that, but here we are. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and you have this you have this storyline that you've been building to uh, that has not been well received. The Kang storyline has not at all been well received, but they're at a point where it's like, "What are you going to do? Scrap it? You can't. So maybe this is a blessing in disguise for Marvel uh, to abandon ship on the Kang storyline. Obviously, Kang can be recast. He absolutely can.: Yeah, ice, uh, not above that. But at the same time, it does feel a little weird uh, to go into Kang Dynasty after having Jonathan Majors in three plus projects Yeah, and then just cast someone else and pretend like nothing happened. Like, obviously, I I would. I wouldn't really care. Uh, The guy that played the High Evolutionary uh, comes to mind. I can't think of his name but yeah, the, you could just yeah. say the high evolutionary was a Kang variant the whole time and he looks like this you know
1: yeah some something or like just, that or just or just have have Dr. Doom just roll up and just obliterate the arena of Kangs <laughs> it
0: it does seem like Dr. Doom's the answer uh to yeah. all of this you need a big bad Galactus uh, somebody Galactus and like Dr. Doom those are the two. Uh even like talking to with my friends that aren't super into comic books, like who are the big bads that they could do? They've done Thanos. Uh it's Doctor Doom. It, that's the next one. Uh but without that one, it's Galactus. And you it does feel very um I don't know, set up. Like isn't the Fantastic Four movie right before the Avengers movie?
1: Yes. So
0: that's it's just like you and just put sure Doom Galactus is
1: planning or is planned for fantastic four if the the early rumors are correct so yeah i i really like like if galactus is a one and done villain like like i think i think it's i think it's gonna be the like close to the end of the mcu if they're just if they're just just like using a huge villain like galactus for one movie so i feel like it's definitely gonna be uh he definitely gotta be a threat moving moving forward and uh i think there's a lot of fantastic four villains that uh that they haven't like really shown in either movies or or really done like justice uh in in their respective universes like i really want to see silver surfer be done well uh he Mm -hmm. could he was he would be a good overarching character between uh galactus and the avengers and the fantastic four um even even throw throw me in a mole man, you know. Give, give me a, yeah. give me a give me a, a just I like a, a like a a scene of the Fantastic Four taking down like a low level street villain, the Mole Man, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. I think, and I I don't mean they have to uh, yeah. do something, but obviously they they've been building this Kang thing, just like they. I think they what they wanted to do is they took notes from the Thanos thing. They're like, okay, we put Thanos. In the Avengers, and then we put Thanos in an after credit scene, and then Thanos is sprinkled into guardians, like we're just sprinkling Thanos around, and I think that's what they were trying to do with um uh, Kang even to a like more so extent. You were getting yeah. more Kang uh than you ever got Thanos uh and they wanted to build him up as the greatest villain in like superhero like movies ever, It yeah. definitely seemed like he was getting that much attention. And now they have to pivot, and their pivot is going to be Deadpool three, which I think is their biggest headache right now because they definitely did Kang stuff in Deadpool three. There's no way so. I think so. I think you have, like, I I don't maybe majors didn't show up,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but like they're traveling through the multiverse, we presume. And we have this Council of Kangs that has only been shown once. It kind of feels like, you know, you would get a Kang variant. Maybe Deadpool kills him, but like you would get a Kang variant. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I feel like that. It like, uh, I feel like Deadpool might be set in his own timeline. In I don't. I don't think it'll have anything to to do with to do with Kang. Just because of the the end credit scene of Deadpool two of him going back in time and changing a bunch of stuff, I feel like that might be the plot of uh the new Deadpool. Um, I think that it's rumored that the t v a might the t v a might show up in in Deadpool three, so that that might work towards your theory of of it being a king story, but
0: yeah, I think that that's what I thought the setup for. Uh, Deadpool would be was that in credit scene where he's traveling around and then maybe he fucks some things up and the TVA is like, hey, we got to go prune this guy. Uh, but he's like not even from our universe because they only deal with timelines or whatever their deal is. And yeah, I kind of assumed it'd be something like that. And with the way Loki ended, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Kang. But at this point, I think it just makes more sense. You built this tree of multiverse that loki created and in reality kang right now matters as much as he did at the before he was introduced as a character yeah so they kind of lucked out in the sense that they weren't this didn't this didn't happen right before uh like say fantastic four yeah or anything like that because uh, then it would have been too late to change it. But now you do have an opportunity where you have Deadpool 3. Um, I think you're right. I think that's a pretty easy... Uh, if he was in for a cameo, you could easily cut that cameo. I, if he isn't, was not it, it's not a big deal. Um, and then you have Captain America Brave New World. I don't think he was going to be in that. Fantastic Four, I do think we would have saw Kang. And we might have seen Kang in Blade just because it's like a timepiece. I think that would have been an after credit scene, if anything. Hmm. Uh, And then you have Avengers 5, which uh, was named Kang Dynasty, has now changed to Avengers 5, uh, which really signifies that, to me at least, that they're going away from the Kang storyline. I think they still want to do Secret Wars, but I think it will be Doctor Doom
1: doing the Secret Wars stuff, rather than Kang. Yeah, that, me too. That'd be my prediction. Yeah, I'm in the same boat.
0: I think if you uh, got to my head to predict it right now, or I guess my pitch would be uh, in the Fantastic Four movie, you have a Mole Man or something like that, and there is a hint of Galactus, like maybe an after credit scene of Galactus. Uh, then Avengers 5, the main villain, is Galactus. And then Secret Wars, it was, oh, Doom was pulling the strings the whole time or something like that. I don't love Galactus being a puppet, but, you know, Dr. Doom, he does stuff. (laughs) But uh, speaking of doing stuff, speaking of doing stuff, you know who's doing stuff? DC's doing stuff. They're releasing movies.
1: Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, they're always releasing the last DC movie of the DCU we're on like the ninth like, last DC. Like you said the flash the flash was gonna be the last one yep. blue beetle Nope. just blue beetle be the last and we're one. done nope and, it, and then we got aquaman oh. <laughs> no it was like, for shazam I... 2 oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> shazam 2 the last dceu movie wonder woman uh what is what is the title 1984 wonder woman 1984 the last dceu movie But if we're being honest, the last DC movie was uh, Batman v Superman.
1: Yeah, and we've just go go so far back as to say uh, the rise the rise of the Dark Knight. (laughs) 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 That's the last (laughs) DC.
0: Yeah, Uh, and they've been they're scared of this movie, and they're not hiding it. I think, I believe the projections for this is lower than the marvels which people were talking about being a historic flop and it was um but these numbers are trending to be worse than that and the only way you can kind of overcome pre-sale numbers
1: is good reviews right but dc can't really be done when your reviews come out a day before the movie (laughs)
0: <laughs> but there's maybe there's a reason they're doing that i huh? <laughs> maybe the reason being uh the movie has gotten some of the worst pre-screening reception ever it is getting worse pre-screening reception than the flash it is getting yeah. worse pre-screening reception than batman v superman than all of those movies and this i you almost feel bad at a certain point cause, but I, you don't they made that decision but what a money pit feel bad for the people that worked on it uh where yeah the whole movie is now uh less of a art piece and more of a
1: corpse (laughs) than anything else i know they're not they're not not gonna leave a billion dollar movie sequel on the on the floor right but just imagine if they would have like they could have they could have had the best uh you know you know what could have been we could have re- we could have released Aquaman 2, it it, it probably would have made a lot of money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true, they could have said that. And they no everyone would have been like, Yeah, I guess the other one made a billion, you're right. <laughs>
1: they would have had no evidence to say not. <laughs> yeah. But now, but now mm. say that it's the worst DC movie of all time. <laughs> Possibly even I, worse than Batman versus Batman and Robin.
0: Oh uh, man. <laughs> I I do have a like just feeling that it this movie's gonna be a bit of a meme when it comes out, but maybe not. There's just too much stuff going on right now that yeah. almost no one is talking about it, and for good reason. Like it, yeah. and it, a lot of the pre-screening stuff. It's like it's hardly a movie. What are we yeah. watching? How? How did we get here?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of what the trailer felt like. It just felt like a whole lot of characters talking in the ocean with a bunch of fish around.
0: (laughs) I don't understand why they need all these characters for an Aquaman movie. I don't care about Aquaman in general, and that's fine. What you do to make a character more likable is you give them more character development.
1: Yeah, but the first you... Aquaman. I'll I'll say I'll, I'll go on record and say that I enjoyed I enjoyed the first Aquaman movie. It's got uh, it like the the effects in it are really great. Yeah, and, the underwater um, stuff. Yeah, especially, and uh, yeah, and it felt like uh, other than uh, every scene ending with a character bursting through the wall or bursting through one of the three walls that that are behind <laughs> the characters, um. <laughs> I feel like Aquaman actually had had like a good arc in it. And uh, yeah, this one doesn't really seem to have that from the trailer that I gathered.
0: Yeah, it really looks like a mess uh, in terms of just narrative. Doesn't look like it ever had a narrative direction. Uh, Maybe it does and the trailer's just not doing it justice. But from what we're hearing, it's uh, not great, but... Hopefully those reviews and uh, all of that for their sake is wrong. And this turns out to be a major hit, but yeah. I am celebrating uh, my rot. If you guys have not watched that episode, we did uh, draft picks for December releases. Uh, we were basically picked two tots, two rots, um, and we had to pick which movies were going to be well received by critics and which movies weren't. And my, mine have, you know, we've had two confirmed, uh, one being Rebel Moon, which we'll get to in a second, and the other one being Wonka, which is uh, seeming like it's going to be the big holiday hit. Uh, I don't know, movies don't seem to be making a ton of money in general right now, so I don't think any movie's going to be like a big hit, but uh, based on what we're seeing, it looks like Wonka is the one. Uh, And then... I also said that Iron Claw would be a tot. It's currently sitting, while I'm recording this, at about 89%. It's an A24 movie with uh, uh, Jeremy Allen White, so that was easy money. And then uh, I said Aquaman would be a rot just based on track record. There's not many DCEU movies that have been good, so I figured might as well. But uh,
1: Trent, how are you doing in your predictions? So I am not doing so hot with my predictions. So I predicted uh, three of them don't have or uh, confirmed scores yet. But um, I think that the early reviews of migration aren't looking or aren't looking too good for me because I said that that was going to be a rot, and uh, mm-hmm. people seem to be liking that one. Um, I said that Ferrari was going to be a tot because I thought that one was going to be good, which that one did. That one did do decently well for the for for the reviews that i'm looking at right now um and then i said wonka was going to be a rot just because i i don't know i felt like um i just felt like it was going to be it was going to be a miss by uh by Paul King, and uh by all accounts it seems it seems to be another another hit seems to be paddington vibes seems to be uh good feel good Uh, Chase Your Dreams movie. So uh, completely wrong on that. uh, Left hand up. Uh, uh, Wrong about that one.
0: Yeah. Uh, And Trent didn't turn on his uh, Discord camera before this recording. So I I can't see, but I'm trusting uh, (laughs) (laughs) the audience to uh, hold him to that left hand up. So I appreciate (laughs) that. Uh, But the one that I felt certain about on my list was rebel moon being bad and the way we did this was draft pick style. So unfortunately Trent was unable to lock that one up as well. Uh, But I imagine you would have, if you could as uh, that movie has not gotten a lot of love from the critics as most Zack Snyder projects seem to, struggle with the critics. It's currently sitting at about a 20% on Rotten Tomato with a, and uh, this is going to come to a shock to no one that knows Rotten Tomato scores, a 72% audience score with over a thousand plus ratings. <laughs> yeah. Sounds, My, sounds
1: about, sounds about right.
0: Yeah. I don't think there's anyone in the world that cares about audience scores. Than like the Zack Snyder, like yeah. collective. It's the because... Zack Snyder
1: Bros and the 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 Captain Marvel haters,
0: <laughs> which which the is Brie Larson haters, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which, which is a rough. By the way, Aquaman a rough go for all the people because uh, those are. It's a very interesting example. Both DC and Marvel releasing sequels to a movie that made a billion dollars and they both flop. Uh, just kind of an interesting note there uh that it doesn't matter who you are or how woke your product is uh you're probably just gonna flop right now uh as the current state of the entertainment industry is not favoring those superhero movies uh, not favoring the box office in general so yeah uh but i did want to kind of celebrate this little pocket of the internet uh, we do clown, we goof, and we gaff on the Snyder Bros. Often, as they are uh, a silly little bunch. They, you know, they do wacky stuff. They say wacky things. They spend a lot of their own money to put wacky things, wacky places. You know, <laughs> and for that I appreciate them. You know, you don't find many people that enjoy media so much uh, that they dedicate their life to it. And what I like about these particular fans, it's like you don't really see many director fanboys these days. Like even like Tarantino, uh, doesn't really have that many like fanboys. Like he doesn't have. Yeah. Like, he has a following, absolutely, uh, but I don't think I've ever seen a cult following around a director quite like Zack Snyder. Yeah, um, and one of my favorite uh, little pockets on the internet is r slash Snyder cut, right. <laughs> Are, they're having a tough time with the, uh, with the critics, just not loving the way that they're receiving Rebel Moon. Uh, and they, they like to point to audience scores, so it's got, a, it's got a 6.6 on IMDb. They're really, really gassed about that one. Um, but Suspicious Country 34, he disagrees. I'd say it's a 9. But I bet the Snyder Cut of this film will be better. The Snyder cut of this film. (laughs) the 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 Snyder cut of the film that he had complete creative control on.
1: Yeah, that's a part one of a movie.
0: Yeah, they're already wanting the cut of it.
1: Yeah, bro, already had to cut the movie in half because it was too much. Bro,
0: bro needed needs someone to you know tell him to chill. Yeah, I the and. Snyder Bros, despite obsessing over the uh, Rotten Tomato score for the better part of a decade, still do not understand how the Rotten Tomato score works. Because uh, right now they are freaking out about it being considered a two out of ten, because they're like, "It's not a two out of ten. There's no way it's a twenty percent." Ah, this is a quick. I, I apologize because most of you already know this, but the percentage is not weighted based on how good the reviews are. It's just a recommended versus not recommended. So only 20% of people recommend this Zack Snyder movie, which to me seems pretty accurate. Because the way I feel like Zack Snyder movies are received is if you show them to a mass group of people, 80% of people will be like, that was an incoherent, stupid mess. And then 20% of those people will be like, wow, that looked really, really cool. That was a great movie. (laughs) So the 20%, I think, is so justified. And like he makes very subversive movies in the sense that he does not care about his writing. He does not care about the narrative. He does not care about pacing. It's about making things look cool. And you got to respect that to a certain point.
1: Yeah. Critics just don't know good movies, apparently. So I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this Rotten Tomatoes score right now, and yeah. uh, a lot of the a lot of them are either one star or five stars. So um, uh, here, let's just click on. Let's just click on. Uh, let's click on Ricardo's profile right here. By the uh, way,
0: I just want to. I just want to insert real quick. Uh, I could say what I want about people that feel the need to go give their favorite director five stars, whatever weird, but whatever. I also want to hate on the people that are just going out of their way to give this movie a one star. Cause that's weird as well. Uh, just in general, like just review, reviewing movies that you haven't watched or don't actually have an opinion on is weird.
1: Yeah. So, uh, this looks like this guy's reviewed, uh, seven movies, all, all five, all given five stars. Uh, nice so you got big
0: lover of movies
1: yeah so you got logan big five big five star wonder woman big mm-hmm. big five star uh, surprised the, about that the super the super mario brothers movie easy easy five star <laughs> i'm <laughs> noticing a trend already <laughs> mad max fury road i mean that's that's a, that's a five star movie but yeah i mean and, then, yeah, and you got and he, then you got rebel moon which is also out of five star five star
0: so literally all of those movies have either a connection to Zack Snyder, a connection to some weird political thing, uh, or is a good movie. So bro does not miss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it I seems also- like a
1: lot of these reviews are either from people like that or people who, who have one review on their account, which is, which is rebel moon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, by the way, I, Don't go and the Snyder Cut subreddit and hate on them. I'm not saying that because I think I have anyone listening that's going to do this because of us talking about this, but I'm saying that because your comment will literally be removed. uh, Quote for being negative about Zack Snyder or his work. As actual Snyder Cut mod team does not (laughs) allow negativity about Snyder. Love that. Uh, but the, this was a post I really liked from, uh, Womble since 86. So, uh, when you see someone with since 86, you, you are going to assume that they are, uh, what, 14 plus, uh,
1: 23, uh, they're 37. Yeah.
0: That's 37 year old. Yeah. Uh, so you have to assume that they're 37 years old. Uh, and this is what the, <laughs> they said. There's Xbox tax. TNA impact tax and there's Snyder tax. I don't give a bleep about these dumbass critics who watch the first 20 minutes and then copy and paste reviews. (laughs) I will be watching this next week with my wife, maybe. It's just W and then XXX and some (laughs) red wine. Critics suck. <laughs> bro, bro hasn't even seen the movie, and he's clowning on the critics for only watching 20 minutes of it. Yeah. Absolutely incredible uh, stuff. I'm, I would love to read more comments from you, but most of them have been removed for being negative about Zack Snyder for <laughs> his work. <laughs> so... Uh... It is uh, literally uh, Wonder Woman 1984 in this comment section. <laughs> uh, but you know, like I said, they're they're just having fun uh, in a really aggressive and uh, concerning way. But they're just having fun. They're just having a little good old goof and a gaff about it. Uh, it's it's something to behold, really, that we are in 2023 and this community is still going strong. So. Uh, big appreciation as the year ri- winds down uh, to
1: our to our boys in
0: blue for that that one for sure.
1: Yeah, can I? Uh, I, I want to read one more one more Rotten Tomato review. <laughs> read as many as you'd like, man. So it says uh, when Star Wars first aired back in the '70s, it was panned by critics only to become one of the most loved movie franchises of all time. Mm. History repeats itself with Rebel Moon, with artsy fartsy critics lining up. On the, uh, by the masses to show just how out of touch they are with the audience. <laughs> wow.
0: That's, that's, that's something. Uh, it, another, uh, I, I feel like this is a, a good time for another how rotten tomatoes works. And you could actually see what, cause they lock their score based on the time period because they don't want revisionists to come through. And be like, hey, this movie's actually a masterpiece. Uh, blah 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 blah. So, the Rotten Tomato score for A New Hope is the actual, rot- like Rotten Tomato score of that time. And the only reviews that are allowed in that score are like from like newspapers and stuff like that. Like, there's only 140 yeah. reviews of it, uh, and that's such a small number for Star Wars. But it makes sense when you think about that. And it has a 93 percent. Yeah. So, uh, this narrative that they're creating that when Star Wars came out, uh, it was critically panned, is incorrect. When the prequels came out, they were critically panned, and I know there's a lot of crossover between those fandoms, but not, mm, not quite. Uh, there was a a post by the at Hollywood handle on X, which is. More likely than not fake, I will preference this by saying that this Twitter account, despite its uh, blue check, is most likely not credible in the slightest. Uh, They say that Netflix seems to be interested in reviving Zack Snyder's DC universe. Obviously, we would like to license it at some point. Uh, There's no space between the period. Uh, Just an interesting thing for a quote. Uh, We'd love... To have it on so that fans can experience more Zach. The more Zach we have, the better we are.
1: I mean, that just sounds like a mono to live by. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it, and it, it just says, doesn't say who said that. It's just like a quote.
0: Yeah. So I can only assume it's by the, the two Netflix CEOs that we've established are making $70 million. Yeah. Uh, Zack Snyder wants to continue his DC universe. Uh, Netflix got the rights. This is from Culture Crave, uh, which is a slightly more reputable, like I've seen them before. Uh, They have like the Darth Vader in sunglasses profile picture, you know, Culture Crave. Uh, Zack Snyder was quoted as saying, absolutely, no question, he would do it. Real big. Real big of him. Nice. Uh, Real brave. Uh, David Ayer. This is the Hollywood handle again. David Ayer uh, believes that we're going to get his cut of Suicide Squad. Quote, I think so. That's the whole quote.
1: <laughs> Thanks David Ayer. Uh
0: and then I have no idea if this is a real tweet. Uh but it might be. It's the Netflix Twitter account. It's a screenshot of the Netflix Twitter account. Uh just listing all of the uh DCEU movies and then saying take a journey through the DC extended universe. When these films hit Netflix on December 1st, which I don't think is true. So I think these are just, that, that, that is the thing. If you come to the Snyder cut subreddit, you may just get completely false propaganda.
1: Yeah. People just being like, look, Netflix deleted this post saying that they're going to drop the entire Snyder universe on, on Netflix.
0: Or there was that weird period of time where they were making like AI,
1: like James
0: Gunn things oh, yeah. or like AI Zack Snyder calls to you know, action. Hello,
1: this is James Gunn. <laughs> I am this get- recasting Superman because I fucking hate Zack Snyder Just saying stuff like that.
0: <laughs> I want Henry Cavill to die in a pit. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I will replace Superman with Sean Gunn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they were super obsessed with his wife. I don't know if they still are, but they were like, yeah. and my wife will play Wonder Woman and Tigress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were creative though. Like like I was saying, like it's it's a really really concerning fan base. Like if I Oh, Sean, oh, speaking of, Sean gunn to play Maxwell Lord. Oh yeah, DCU. they're real pressed
1: about that. Who is Maxwell Lord? So he's basically like a low level Lex Luthor. Like, so like I, I know him from like the Supergirl TV show. He's basically like, they couldn't get Lex Luthor. So they had to do like Maxwell Lord. Cause he's another like tech millionaire guy who, uh, just, you know, hates, hates superheroes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, back to the Sean, back to the Sean gun thing. So there was a, there was a comment this week by, uh, by Shazam himself, Zachary Levi. Did you see this?
0: Oh, I, I didn't. But I hate when Zachary Levi opens his mouth when he's not talking about adopting a teen.
1: So, so somebody asked him uh, if he was going to be making his way into James Gunn's DC, and he said, uh, he said, "Yeah, well, it's pretty easy to get cast in the role when you're when you're the CEO's brother." But uh, no, I don't. I don't think I'll be. I don't think I'll be joining to yeah super salty comment
0: (laughs) i yeah okay he also got cast when he was the director is he aware that directors have cast powers like you know like and like
1: James and like jason momoa is is also going to be in the new dc (laughs) and oh yeah he's switching characters right yeah he's probably gonna play he's probably gonna play lobo but yeah like that just shows that like he's just he's he's just bad
0: and like Sean Gunn is a good pick for like anything cuz he's cheap like yeah. he's not expensive at all and he's really good uh at playing like CGI characters which most actors aren't so i guarantee uh he's going to have a dual role where he's not only that guy but he's also some CGI thing yeah and play crypto like you can't argue the value of that uh even though they want to say it's just because he's his brother and yeah absolutely i'm not not (laughs) stupid of course you're
1: telling me i'm not going to cast my brother if i make a movie
0: yeah like (laughs) what are you talking about like especially it's sean gunn it's not his brother that has never acted before like sean Gunn's a veteran in the acting industry like he's been acting for a very very long time and same as his wife like his wife was an actor before he met her yeah but like these they think it's like this crime to do for some reason when ray fisher is in rebel moon (laughs) no one's yeah throwing a tantrum about that just silly stuff Mm -hmm. but that was our our trip down at the little um think we'll call it like hard times in Snyderville or maybe it'll be good times in Snyderville uh we'll we'll turn around we'll make a 300 sequel or something yeah they go to space maybe 300 then like links up with rebel moon like the Snyderverse becomes every Snyder movie that he has the rights to listen uh, listen. if that happens
1: I'll I'll, I'll be I'll be fully on board yeah that's what I'm saying (laughs)
0: like we (laughs) put them all together like Ray Fisher, as, he'll be there as, like, nondescript uh, cyborg character. And yeah. <laughs> Ezra Miller will be there in a red jumpsuit uh, yeah. or an orange jumpsuit, depending on, you know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some movies that I had been watching. Uh, I've been trying to catch up on, like, some 2023 stuff. too. Mm-hmm. uh be prepared for our uh, award show that we're gonna be doing. It's gonna be unlike any any reward reward show <laughs> award show. Uh, so make sure you tune into that one because we're gonna be we're gonna be changing the changing the entire concept of award shows. Like, um, I I don't expect the current format of the Oscars or the Grammys or any of them, uh, regardless of industry, to continue after uh this variant cast awards show so uh make sure you stay tuned for that yeah and just do this uh, i watched leo so leo if you remember was uh, recommended by trent he i uh, recommended it and i was like okay this is probably a mid-ass movie Uh oh. I I gotta stop sleeping on your recommendations. I won't lie. Sometimes I'm like, you're like telling me about a movie and I'm like, this doesn't sound very good. But every time so far, like Bottoms and Leo are the two that I was just like, there's no way that's like a really good movie or like one that you're even speaking this positively about. Yeah. But it absolutely is. (laughs) Like I, I sat there and the entire time I watched it, I was like, this is so much better than the shit that I watched as a kid. Like, yeah. It's smart, it teaches good values that aren't just like, oh, make sure you share and are nice to people. Like they're things that a lot of kids don't have parents to teach them or they don't have like a good parent to tell you, hey, maybe the reason no one likes you is you talk too much or you, you don't actually ask people about how they feel. And like kids, like that's a difficult conversation to have with a kid. But like when you put a talking lizard there yeah like you you're able to get these really heartfelt messages and it makes you feel a little warm and you speak about paddington vibes there's a little paddington vibes to it yeah and it's nice
1: yeah definitely in just like really great performances by by adam sandler and bill burr and uh yeah i thought it was a really i thought it was a really cute story yeah uh the singing
0: at, at first, like the the very first thing, I'm like, okay, this is about to be annoying because they just start with children singing <laughs> and you're like, oh god, this is concerning. But yeah. ends up being good. Like, yeah, most of the writing is clever. The songs are fairly catchy for what they're conveying. Where they're just kind of like moving the plot along. It's yeah, it, cool stuff.
1: Yeah, I think it kind of drags a little bit in the, at the end i feel like it kind of goes on for a little bit too long it kind but of feel, really yeah complaint.
0: yeah but the, there was like the end scene is fun yeah but they didn't really need the the substitute teacher um her character is kind of a waste of time a little bit i don't think she needed to betray him that i think that's literally when you talk about it dragging it's that scene uh spoilers yeah. by the way uh, there's an evil evil substitute teacher, she betrays him. But I think that really messed with the pacing, wanting to do that like weird, like I don't know, the everyone thinking that he abandoned them and Yeah. You you always knew the change of heart was gonna be had and just kinda so yeah, I think that's the 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 first uh two thirds of this movie. Uh, are super solid. Last one is definitely what brings it down uh from being like a Paddington, which is paced incredibly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh that's that is the main thing from 2020 uh 3 that I watched. I did watch a uh Gran Turismo as well, uh, fairly recently. That one was was good and then I watched Dungeon Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves. Mm -hmm. Uh, That one was uh, really well received. Uh, And it's a good movie. It's super solid, uh, just kind of like action-adventure thing. uh, That You know, if you enjoy, especially Dungeons and Dragons, you'll love it. But if you just enjoy, like, fantasy in general, uh, it's it's super solid. Uh, Chris Pine is in it. He's good in it. I think he's, like, the most Chris Pine Chris Pine has ever been. And he's yeah. really crisp pining it up, uh, and then there's some you know low level like wizard stuff that's kind of cool to think about in the context of the game and whatnot. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, when we talk about our full 2023 list, there'll be uh, loads of that. But what have you been watching?
1: So speaking of, or staying on the topic of uh, Adam Sandler, so he made a little bit. He made a little movie called Uncut Gems a few years ago. With, right, uh, the Safety brothers for a 24 and yeah. they just released a new TV show. It's called the curse on, uh, on Paramount and mm-hmm. it's got uh, Emma stone and uh, Nathan Fielder who does a lot of uh, HBO shows like the show called Nathan for you. And then the show called the rehearsal that came out last year. But um, it's a super interesting, it's like almost exactly what you'd expect from like, the the filmmakers of uncut gems uh it's it's very much like kind of feels feels like that kind of like on edge all of the time but it's got like an element of kind of like reality tv because it's like these people who are going into this town to try to like not flip houses but try to like create these houses their whole thing is like these like sustainable houses that are all like fully mirrored on the outside which you can like imagine like there's some really cool shots and stuff of like a stable shot of people walking up to the the mirrored house and uh just like how they come into frame or uh different different like filmmaking things like that uh that's really really good but uh yeah it's like almost like an avant-garde TV show and I feel like it's like almost like exactly my type of avant-garde because it's like you like kind of know what's happening, but you're questioning like almost everything about the show. And, uh, it's really good. And Emma stone is really great in it. And, uh, I highly recommend watching it.
0: Yeah. I'll have to take a look at like the stuff that is just like you're constantly questioning, uh, yeah. the plot and stuff like that. Um, in a good way, not in a, Oh, this is terrible kind of way. Uh, yeah. so that, that's cool. Um, I, did you have anything else before I go into a little bit of a spiral?
1: Oh, so uh, the uh, one other thing that I watched was uh, so I've been trying to watch some Christmas movies this year that I haven't watched, mm. um, Watched this movie called Office Christmas Party. That was pretty bad. Um, Violent Night, which was David Arbor as like a as like a Santa, uh, a Santa Claus who is kind of like done with done with being like saying that like everyone, everyone doesn't enjoy Christmas anymore. So he's like, I mean, it's called violent night. So it's, right, it's like, right. a, it's, it's an R rated, uh, Santa comedy. So that one, that one was pretty decent. But, uh, one that I watched, uh, the night before last was this one called, uh, uh, the night before it's got Joseph Gordon Levitt, uh, Seth Rogen and Anthony Mackey in it. And, It's a it's a pretty bad it's a pretty bad movie. I'll be honest. Oh yeah. But um, always love watching bad movies, especially if there's people in it that I that I enjoy watching. But uh, there's this scene in it with Miley Cyrus, which where Miley Cyrus plays herself, and it is like I think it's like the best the best scene in the in the whole movie. Um, Okay. If you don't mind me spoiling it, so. Hey, spoilers to to the audience as well. My, yeah, yeah, spoiler spoilers to this to this movie. Um, <laughs> if you want to watch a bad Christmas comedy, I recommend it. But uh, there's the scene where they go to this <clears throat> this like ball that's called like the Nutcracker Ball, and uh, Miley Cyrus is performing in it, and she essentially like talks Joseph Gordon-Levitt into proposing to his proposing to his girlfriend who he hadn't they, they weren't, they haven't been together for like a year and a half. And she's like, she, she doesn't have any context to the situation between Joseph Gordon-Levitt and his girlfriend. But she's like, she's like, you gotta do it, man. Like, <laughs> he's like, there's one thing I love. It's, it's, it's proposing and you can't leave this day. Uh, like you can't leave this out on Christmas. And so, uh, and then like Miley Cyrus is like super drunk. And then she's like, uh, there's like a part where, uh, she like goes up to him and she's like, uh, he's like, "Can I call you? Can I call you Miley?" And he's and she's like, "She's like, no, nah, man, we're chill. You could call me Hannah." <laughs> and, and then she's like, "No, nah, I'm just fucking around." <laughs> so she she like wanted to be called Miley but I thought well, I thought that was funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got a little Hannah Montana shout. You don't get Hannah Montana shouts anymore. No, uh, that, that character's like dead, and uh, I almost feel like we're due for something, right? Like, I know Miley wanted to like s- separate herself. But it, it, there always comes the time where, like, you've separated yourself so far. No one's confusing Miley Cyrus for Hannah Montana anymore. It, it's yeah. not happening. It, in, the, the 20, in 2009, that was a real issue that she was dealing with. Not yeah. anymore. Uh, so <laughs> you could definitely do some stuff with that. I would love, and I don't think Disney would ever do it, but just, like, a, like I want to know what happened to Anna Montana. I, yeah. You know? I, and maybe I just missed it in the finale. Did she, like, reveal herself as Miley in the finale? Like, was Hannah Montana killed?
1: I couldn't tell you. Was the Damn. movie the end of the series? I, I don't know. Watch, I remember watching the movie. All right, we're going
0: we're gonna to do some research and get back to you on this <laughs> one uh, to see if the canon of Hannah Montana is still left open. And if it is, I want to see her, like, 20 years of keeping her double life. Yeah. Uh, and like keeping it from her husband and it's just like this super absurd uh make it an A twenty four psychological thriller actually. Or maybe
1: it's like Mae's like Hannah Montana died. <laughs> but oh. Miley's but Miley's but Miley's mm. still living.
0: <laughs> or Miley died.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
0: they like got this random girl to be Hannah. That'd be eerie. Or it's like em- Emily. I Emily Osmond. Osmond, yeah. Yeah, it's like her and she's pretending to be Hannah Montana because she died she's the only one that knows. There yeah. there it is right there. Get get on it. Someone uh, but that that's going to do it for our uh movie talk. I did want to uh, since this is the variant cast, I kind of wanted to talk about uh something outside of uh movies, a little bit of reality TV, if you will. Uh as we are about halfway through uh the challenge, which is my favorite reality TV show. Uh, you also have a bunch of reality TV airing because of the writer uh, strike. There was a lot put into reality TV, so you're going to be seeing stuff pop up like crazy right now. If you remember the first episode of uh, the Variant Cast, I think we talked about like the writer and actor strike and something. I said you're yeah. probably going to see out of this is more reality TV, and mm-hmm. um, that we're finally coming to fruition with this. Uh, you're having. Some of the most like crazy casts put together. Obviously, it's not uh anything crazy in terms of, you know, names, uh, unless you're in the reality TV world. But uh there's Traitors 2, which is like this like Mafia Town of Salem type game. Uh it seems like the the landscape is really shifting into like competition reality, which is like yeah. what I live for. Uh if if you're like me and you grew up watching like total drama island or uh even just reality tv shows in general like those competition things like wipeout uh like that that has just never left me especially as like you go through uh there's a lot of so i just kind of wanted to take some time to recommend some to people right uh like if you believe that reality tv is uh stupid and you will never like it then probably just skip past this part uh check back with us next episode as we go over our uh, best movies of the year uh but i just wanted to shout out a few of them if you are curious about you know what what to watch if you are um and obviously i talked about the challenge uh the challenge has been running for like 40 seasons so It's this long-running thing, and I I finally got Trent into it. He's, I think, the first uh, one of my real-life friends, other than the ones that I live with, uh, that have started watching the show. Uh, And a cool thing about it is it's just, like, the same cast of characters over and over again. Uh, They obviously bring in new people to kind of switch it up, make it feel fresh, but uh, you get to, like, learn and grow with these people as it goes on. You have characters that have been on the show for 20 years uh that you get to see their first appearance all the way up until uh they're retiring and it's kind of this weird uh lore and mythology that goes along with it and everyone takes it way too seriously and it, it's really fun. Um so that one's my favorite. On top of that you got the survivors and the big brothers. Uh but I really wanted to shout out the Netflix stuff going on right now, uh because the I've I've heard it referred to as the Lachaverse. Um because I think it's Rob Lachey. I don't know what his mm. first name is, but Did he do the Squid Game show. He might have Lachey. He was he was in a boy band. Mm. But I I wonder how his name is spelled. Is it just Lachey? I I don't know. Not important. But uh, they also do this one called like uh, Love Is Blind, where they literally get married to people without seeing them. And that sounds like kind of arbitrary, but when I tell you it is the most invasive editing I have ever seen on a reality TV show, it is bar none. Yeah, you get some of the most like absurd um, just abhorrent things. Uh, they do have to edit some stuff out, but it it's the most like raw emotion you'll ever see on a reality TV show. Uh, so that's like super cool to see. and then um, as well. You have House of Villains, which I've heard good stuff about with Johnny Bananas on it. That's my guy. Uh, I haven't got to it yet, but I will. Uh, Bachelor in Paradise just wrapped up. When I'm telling you, there's so many of these things coming out because they are cheap to make and you don't need any writers or directors for it. So, yeah, just put 10 uh,
1: people in a box. Just put 10
0: people in a <laughs> box. I've, Mr. Beast made a whole career out of it. Like, you put 10 people in a box and let them go at it uh hilarity ensues is what we've kind of gathered so yeah. um uh, anything you want to leave us with trent before we uh get out of here and start pondering our best movie of the year
1: um nope on the topic of uh competition shows it's too many too many bland names like,
0: oh yeah like
1: the, the floor uh yeah um i can't even think of another i can't even think of another one but that's the one that comes comes to mind uh there's just, the pyramid just, get a little, just yeah yeah the pyramid uh just come up with a little bit more creative names a lot of the netflix ones are
0: bad like uh like they they had this one that's like strong 100 or something like that mm. or like uh, they had this wilderness one i can't even think of the name but it was just like a super forgettable name uh Tough yeah as no, nails he, yeah, Tough as Nails. That's <laughs> that's bad. That makes me think of uh, Tough Enough, which was like the WWE reality TV show back in the day. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, let's get some branding going on. Yeah. Like
1: like Bring back also, Pro versus Joe.
0: Oh my <laughs> god. We need we need Pro versus Joe back. <laughs>
1: That should in 2023. I <laughs> loved
0: that show. Another one of the the several competition reality shows that forged my adult taste uh, was Pro vs. Joe's. Yeah. Uh, that that I don't know if you watched the later seasons, It turned into like a whole like competition.
1: It was wild, but you know. <laughs> I only th- I think I only saw a couple episodes. But yeah.
0: <laughs> but um, just kind of the the. I'm gonna say it on here, so I kind of hold myself to it. Uh, I'm gonna watch Oppenheimer before the next, uh, like the next show, uh, because I can't say something is movie of the year without seeing Oppenheimer first. Uh, So I will be watching that. I'm trying to think if there's any other uh, movies I need to see before. I think I've seen about twenty high twenties in terms of movies this year i've seen like rise of the beast Uh, that's just the first one that came up that's not that's not my that's not my movie of the year (laughs) but a lot there's not a ton of movies that came out this year honestly have you
1: seen uh air i have air is
0: yeah air is gonna be up there on my list just because it's like what else Probably, I like you
1: haven't seen the other John Wick movies, but John Wick Four was really
0: fun. That's the thing is like I was going like I need to watch all of them, and I'm probably not going to be able to watch all of them by then. Uh, so the John Wick watch will be its own separate thing, but I'll definitely get to that. Yeah, uh,
1: we'll I, do a, we'll do episodes about that.
0: Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, and then like, am I do I need to watch sixty five starring Adam Driver like? everything I heard about it was just um, the most mid thing in the world.
1: Yeah. I watched it. It wasn't, it wasn't nothing. Nothing. special.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't hear anything bad about it. it. Just like no one gave me anything. So I was like, ah, all right. But I'm sure I'll figure something out. At least Oppenheimer. So, um, uh, if you want to hear my, you can watch my that. take on Oppenheimer
1: and the killer, what's, what's the, the theater, theater camp. Theater, theater camp. Theater. Okay. It's like an hour and a half movie. Real, uh, real short watch good laughs. Okay. I'll get to that one. Debris movie. All right.
0: All right. Uh, let me see if there's any of my, but that's like, yeah, I'm trying to see if there's any of my high up movies that you haven't seen. You haven't seen the Creed movies. I
1: haven't seen
0: Rise of the Beast. That's fine. That's not going (laughs) to be a, not going to be the top movie of the year uh sorry spoilers uh rise of the beast is not not that uh was in boots the last wish that was 2022 mm. Mm. well i guess you'll just have to find out when you tune into the next episode um be sure to check out the video portion of this if you want to see how many times i played with my hair during this and how many times you know trent did something i don't know what he did because he only recently turned on his camera but he's got a marcel the shell back there let's go let's go i'll (laughs) i'll tease this i've given three movies five stars uh perfect five out of fives on my letterbox uh one is marcel the shell one is paddington two and the third one came out in 2023 and is probably my movie of the year so we'll see uh, when we get there. Uh, you probably guess what that is, but I'll leave you with that little nugget. Thank you for watching. Have a great one.
1: Thanks, everyone. Merry Christmas. Peace.